0: Today, we have with us Lynn Cherry. Lynn is a pickleball fanatic. She learned about the sport in 2018, and now she interviews the game's best on her podcast, Pickleball Fire. Lynn is going to talk to us today about this sport that has been dubbed the fastest growing in America. Welcome, Lynn, to Earrings Off.
1: It is great to be on your show today. Thank you for having me.
0: Very good. We're going to jump right into the questions. Lynn, tell us where and when um, was Pickleball invented and how did it receive its unique name?
1: Pickleball was actually invented quite a while ago. It was invented in 1965 on Bainbridge Island in Washington. So it's, it's been around for a long time, but it's just really, really become popular. And, you know, the name is an interesting thing. There's a couple different stories within the pickleball world about how the sport did get its funny name. One of them is that the inventors who were started the game actually had a dog who liked to chase the ball. And, and I should mention that a pickleball is actually very similar to a wiffle ball. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a lightweight Mm -hmm. plastic ball. And apparently when they were playing the game, the dog loved to go and uh, chase the ball and run off with it. And of course the dog's name happened to be pickles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So That's that's
0: funny.
1: That is one version of how the sport got its name. There's a little bit of controversy because one of the um, wives. It was actually uh, three families who got together, you know, one weekend, and we're looking for something to to do with the kids. But the other version is that one of the wives actually was a competitive rower, and apparently in rowing, and I had never heard this before, mm-hmm. but apparently, you know, they put the the best rowers in kind of the top boat, yeah, and then the remainder of the people who probably aren't such good rowers they are in the last boat which is called the pickle boat and so since she had Mm. that rowing background that's kind of another version of where we think the name of the sport came from oh okay Okay. nice so
2: um Lynn, when you were coming on, I went and uh, tried to watch a bit and went on YouTube, looked at some championship uh, games. And so tell us then, uh, for our audience, for the benefit of our audience, how is the game played?
1: The game is actually pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And it does have some similarities to tennis, mm-hmm. badminton, and ping pong. Now, the biggest difference between pickleball in a sport like tennis is that the pickleball court is actually much smaller. So that can have a lot of advantages, certainly as you get older, if you've got injury problems, but you can play pickleball similar to, you know, tennis and badminton as a singles format or as a doubles format. I would say 95% of all pickleball you see played is, is doubles. And even at the professional level, They do have singles and doubles, but most of the pros do not play singles. Mm -hmm. So typically there's four people on the court, which actually lends itself to being, you know, very social Mm -hmm. because you do have that group and uh, you know, you only get points when you serve and the game is typically played to 11 points. And one of the things that you'll hear commonly in pickleball is something called the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And the idea with the kitchen is uh, that you cannot hit a ball out of the air. So in other words, you cannot volley the ball. If you're standing in the kitchen, you can let the ball bounce and then you can go into the kitchen, but you cannot volley the ball. And it's actually really good because it, it kind of evens the playing field. Mm -hmm. So if you've got somebody who's really tall they don't have a big advantage. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. that that's another thing that's wonderful about the game is really the game format and and the rules of it kind of equalize the playing field. And that's why you see, you know, 20 year olds playing with 70 year olds and the 70 and 80 year olds are just as competitive as the 20 year olds.
2: Yeah. Because I was going to ask, since you said that it was, um, created or invented so long ago why has there been such a resurgence of it in recent years and so maybe that's it just the fact that the playing field is leveled or maybe the um you know folks are getting older and just being mindful of finding something that that allows them to exercise and um you know get outdoors a bit so do you think that has anything to do with that
1: I think you're absolutely right on there. The interesting thing about pickleball is that Mm -hmm. I had never heard of the game Mm -hmm. until I moved to Connecticut almost four years ago. And I was in Texas and California before that. And because I was looking for something to do inside during the winter that Mm -hmm. was you know, active, Mm -hmm. I looked up and saw the the local recreation department had this thing called pickleball.
2: And And you didn't know
1: anything about it at that point. I had, I'd never heard of it. I had never, ever heard of it. Okay. And what's interesting is that being in Connecticut, there's a lot of people who, who winter down in Florida Mm
2: -hmm. and the game
1: is super popular, especially in Florida and Arizona, where you have a lot of retirees or, you know, people over 50. And that's kind of how the game kind of grew slowly. People thought of it as kind of a older person's game. But I think the reason why it's getting so popular is honestly because now the young people and the families are, are finding it. And, um, the, you know, the kids want to play as much as possible once once they find a game. And and I would say that would be true for the adults, too. I mean, people get addicted to pickleball. Yeah, yeah. In a positive way. And yeah, I know you've
2: got a story about that. <laughs> yeah. That's what, um, that's what I'm hearing. I tell you. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. So it's been said that you can have fun the first time you play and that you don't need a sports bra- background to enjoy the game. So why is that? You
1: know, I think there's a number of reasons. And I would say first and foremost is the paddles, lightweight, lightweight, the ball's lightweight. And if you've got somebody who has never played a sport or never played a paddle sport, you can basically just when they are first introduced them to the game, if you can throw the ball underhanded over the net, then you will be able to play pickleball. Wow. So you don't mm-hmm. need an extensive amount of coordination mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, I too, like, um, um, I think, uh, Lou, we were talking before about, you know, researching it to prep for this for the interview, and I saw a match. And, um, and I've seen people play At I play tennis. So I've seen people playing across the way, right. But what I what the seems the only thing that I've found difficult about it is the scoring. I don't quite get it right? I I know that you only score when you serve, but there are three numbers that are called out instead of just the two numbers, you know, the score for each side. What is that third number?
1: The third number is whether you've got the first server or the second server. So, you know, similar to tennis, if you're playing doubles, you've got somebody who serves the first time and, and then once it's A side out, then you've got your partner who serves, and and that would be the second server. So that last number, it's either going to be one or two, just representing who's serving first for that particular rally or point. So it's, I'm not sure why they added on, but um, it does, it it can be a little bit confusing at first.
0: Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, now I got it. (laughs) Okay.
2: Well, and uh, Lynn, I shared with you how uh, my neighbor, was missing one day from a pretty important neighborhood meeting, you know, and um, I was, I was like, where is she? And her husband said, "Mm -mm, no, not going to happen. She's playing pickleball. You don't seem to understand nothing comes before pickleball. So I, I get it that people get addicted to, to this. Um, But I think we already talked a little bit about um, how multi-generational players can come together on the court and how that's such a draw because it doesn't require that you know it doesn't give advantages to different people that it sort of levels the playing um, field. But you talked about when you first played the game. But how does one start playing uh, pickleball? Is it intimidating at all? Or
1: I would I would say no, actually. And I think the biggest reason for people can walk on the court never having played any type of sport. I don't think it's particularly intimidating because people are so nice. And I'll give you an example. When I showed up at the local recreation center, just to watch people play pickleball before I ever signed up for Mm -hmm, anything. mm -hmm. As soon as I kind of put my head in the door and and was watching within literally two minutes, I had somebody come up and say, Hey, do you want to play? I hear that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're, and I'm like, well, no, I, you know, I can't play. I I don't have a paddle. And they're like, Oh, that's no problem here. Let me pull an extra one out of my bag. So then they literally put, you know, the paddle in my hand. And, um, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, the game is so inclusive and people are very friendly. And we, you know, once you start playing pickleball, you want to share it with other people. You know, Mm -hmm. so whether Mm -hmm. it's your friend Mm -hmm. or your neighbor or just that person who walks up to a court and is curious. So, yeah, that's that's all the reasons why I don't think it's intimidating at all.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Nice. Okay. Okay, Yeah. So can you share a little bit? Can you share a little bit about how it differs from tennis, badminton and racquetball?
1: Yes, I can definitely speak to tennis and racquetball because I've played both of those sports. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think like I mentioned before, when you compare it to tennis, tennis is played on a much bigger court mm-hmm. and it really is a power game. And I would say very much the same thing about racquetball because I played racquetball at a very high level when I was younger. And racquetball also is very much a power game. You, yeah, you win yeah. points by hitting, yeah. hitting the ball hard, whereas pickleball is much more of a finesse game placement is really important yeah and again i think that's why it's really a great game for people of all ages Mm -hmm. because power is not as important as finesse and the other thing that we would say too and i hear this there's a lot of former professional or very high level tennis players that i talk to on the pickleball fire podcast and they say Playing tennis is like playing checkers, playing pickleball. It's more like chess. It's just very, very strategic. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can be very creative with your play in order to win a point. So it's not, it's not about hitting an ace serve. You know, it's not about driving the ball really hard down the line like you would in in tennis. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest, biggest difference between the sports.
0: Mm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like. Uh, well, I I know that there are some tennis players who play tennis like chess, and not with that with the with the power. And I'm speaking from experience because the worst uh, beating I ever took were from ladies. It was a doubles match, and ladies who were probably thirty years older than me. And they did not hit the ball hard at all, but their placement was impeccable. It was quite embarrassing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, Lynn, so why why would you
2: say that it's the what's behind pickleball being the fastest growing sport in the U.S.? I think maybe we've touched on that just a bit. Um, But what would you say would be the reason behind that?
1: You know, at this point, I, I really think there's so many reasons. We've talked about a couple in the fact that it's a very inclusive, friendly game. You've got um, you can play as an intergenerational sport. But I think more recently, certainly within the last two years, really what's happened is that the there's a couple different professional pickleball tours. So there's a lot more media exposure. You can mm-hmm. see pickleball now on ESPN and CBS sports network and other, you know, major networks. And then two, there's a lot of people now promoting it in social media and they, they not only promote it to their existing audiences, but they're trying to really grow and share the sport by bringing it to people who've never seen it before and never heard of it before. Now you couple all of those things with the fact that while most players are in the U S and Canada, There are now, I think, 68 member countries Hmm. as a part of the International Federation of Pickleball. Mm -hmm. The International Federation of Pickleball is the organization that is bringing pickleball to the Olympics. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And and so, I mean, just the the growth internationally is just, you know, it's certainly years behind the the U.S. Mm -hmm. and Canada, Mm -hmm. but it's just going to start exploding
2: so, then, wow. Lynn, Lynn, if someone after hearing this broadcast says, you know what, I want to learn about Pickleball. I want to know more. So tell us again, uh, please, about your podcast. And also, what are some other resources? What should people do if they say, you know what, I want to check that out? Where should they be going? Who should they be talking to? What can they do to get more information?
1: What I would say is if you're interested from the podcast here today and you're thinking about playing pickleball, you can certainly ask your friends if Mm -hmm. they know of anybody. But beyond that, you can go to pickleballfire.com slash courts and find pickleball courts, you know, in there's thousands and thousands of them now. You know, they could be dedicated pickleball courts. They could be tennis courts courts that have lines on it for pickleball Mm -hmm. it's uh there's just so many options so you can just put in your zip code and find something near you if you think you might want to you know start off with a little bit of instruction Mm -hmm. you can also go to pickleballfire.com slash instructors and you put that in and again just put in your zip code and you can call the uh, phone number of instructors in your area and get started that way and then one other thing i would say about getting started just you know from a a cost perspective generally if you go outside and are playing outdoors at a park or something Mm -hmm. there there aren't any fees typically Mm -hmm. associated Mm -hmm. with just going out there and playing of course if you get instruction there'll there'll be some some fees right but in terms of the paddles and the balls you can get you know a beginner set of paddles and balls for you know two to four paddles $50 $50 or so. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And,
1: um, you know, in the, in the worst of the pandemic, you know, during the the lockdown in 2020, right. there was a, a lot of people who bought pickleball nets and you can buy a pickleball net for anywhere from 50 to a hundred dollars and play, you know, in your driveway, or if you've got a cul-de-sac or something mm-hmm. play there. So that's mm-hmm. just kind of a mm-hmm. number of different ways that you can get, get started. Okay.
0: All right. Very good. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Yeah. So that's for beginners. What about people who know how to play and they want to advance their game?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a great thing about pickleball is that you can play just socially and or for fun. You can also play competitively in tournaments just mm-hmm. like you would tennis or racquetball or badminton. Mm-hmm. There's also a number of clinics that are given by some of the professional players. And for example, Mm -hmm. the uh, APP, the Association of Professional Pickleball, typically each time they have a tournament, they also have one of the top pros in the game who will teach those clinics. So if you are a competitive player, that's one way to get involved. And many of the paddle manufacturers, like Engage Pickleball Paddles, they also have clinics And so typically that's always where you're having a pretty high level professional teaching Mm -hmm. teaching and giving you good advice on how to improve.
0: Is there are there any parting thoughts that you would like to share with our with our listeners about pickleball?
1: Yes, actually there are. One thing I would say is don't let the name of the game dissuade you. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people I've had on the on the pickleball fire podcast who said, Lynn, I really couldn't imagine playing a game that's called pickleball (laughs) and uh, you know at at this point they're not going to change the game but you know just kind of go pass that because it is well worth getting involved and I don't think I've ever heard of anybody who started playing pickleball who has quit playing pickleball because they don't enjoy it Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. so
1: I think that kind of speaks highly for how fun the game is and you know, the other thing I would say, too, is that I've had a number of people on the podcast who have lost 50 to 100 pounds playing mm-hmm. pickleball. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pickleball is something where it's hard to walk away when you're playing games. You're You're going to say, oh, yeah. Sue, so, you know, this is going to be my last game. And then five games later, you're, you're still, still there actually wow. playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. You can't <laughs> yeah. say that about many fitness right. activities, That's you know, right. probably none that I can think of, to That's be honest. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah you're so, right. Yeah. So I would just say, you know, get, you know, get off that couch, you know, walk out that door find a place to play near you and uh,
0: enjoy.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, so right. one of the, one of the incredible things about it being the fastest growing, um, sport sports in America is that it's still growing during this COVID era, which means people must be, um, practice being safe. And p- as they play, right. So that's one
1: that's, yeah, that's one of the great things ahead. about pickleball is that, you know, a lot of people did play outdoors during COVID, even during lockdown, because mm-hmm. you, you do have a you can stay far apart on the court, right. you know, you can have real small groups. You can also go just with your family, you know, if you've got four people and and just kind of stay, stay safe. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I tell you, I love the uh, multi-generational piece of it. The fact that families can get together people from all ages and find something that they enjoy doing. And uh, that's just great for relationships. It's great to ward off isolation as we get older, which mm-hmm. is a big thing. So, um, yeah, yeah, very good information, Lynn. So thank you for
1: sharing with us. All right. Well, it was great to be here today.
0: Thank you again for your time and we totally enjoyed it. All right.
1: Take good care, Lynn. Thanks. And I love the name of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Right. Bye.